Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Big D Sports. I'm your host, Casey Busher. It has been a journey this last month, you guys. I have been working on moving into my new apartment in Dallas, so I have been not as active on the podcast as much as I would like to, but now that I am officially a Dallas resident, I think that I'm going to have much more time to dedicate to this podcast and Wow, if you are a Mavericks fan, I know that you probably woke up pretty dang exhausted on Thursday after a double OT win in Los Angeles against the Lakers. The Mavericks beat the Lakers 119 to 115. Wow, it was a great night for a few Mavs. Luka Doncic, absolutely unreal. Six seconds to go in the fourth quarter. He ties it up to send the Mavericks to overtime. Luca finished with 35 points, 13 assists, and 14 rebounds. I mean, this guy could not be playing better. Christian Wood had a big performance of 24 points, 14 rebounds, and Tim Hardaway stepped up with 22 points as well. I mean, it was such a fun game. I, I like this matchup with the Lakers and Mavericks. I know, you know, the Mavericks definitely had the upper hand when it came to Christmas Day. But overall, it seems, you know, to be a good matchup between these two. I don't think I love anything more than seeing Luka and LeBron throwing it out. And they just look like they have so much fun playing against each other. It's so great to see Luca, of course, still in the hunt for that MVP race. He's now second, moving up the ranks, now behind Nikola Jokic. And, of course, it helps now that Kevin Durant is out with injury for Luca to keep climbing up in these rankings. And this performance against the Lakers, this is his 10th triple-double of the season that snapped a two-game losing skid for the Mavericks. And now he is in second place in the MVP race behind Nikola Jokic. It's going to be a battle down to the wire for sure between these two. Nikola Jokic has been absolutely dominating as well. He's nearly averaging a triple-double this season. 24.9 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and 9.7 assists per game. He's playing unreal. And it's just another season that we get to watch this guy dominate. But um, we'll see, if, you know, what really trickles out here between Luca and him when it comes to the MVP race. This team is sometimes frustrating to watch, especially for Luca, not knowing who that second guy is going to be when stepping up to the plate to produce numbers, you know, on the court alongside him. But Christian Wood seems to be pretty eager to be getting that salary with the Mavericks. He does become a free agent this offseason, so we will see what happens with that. But honestly, he's one of the best centers that I've seen for Dallas since Tyson Chandler was around. It's been a tough spot for this Mavs organization to fill with that center spot. But one thing for sure is that we need a good guy inside for Luka, and um, we'll see if that is something that can play out. The Mavericks now move up to fourth in the Western Conference standings. This is the highest that they've been up the ladder, you know, in a few weeks, maybe in a, in a, in a while this season. 24 wins, 19 losses on the season now. And they're five games behind Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. And the Sacramento Kings in fifth place. That is a shock to many, but that's a young team that really has been 
you know, holding their own this season in those playoff seeds. It's crazy that this season has gone by so quickly now, but it has been a fun one, you know, good amount of injuries though, with some star players across the league. But overall, I think this is an exciting year because we really don't know who is going to be leading the pack. Of course, the Nuggets have been leading all season in terms of the Western Conference, the Celtics up there in the Eastern Conference as well. But there are so many good teams. I feel like the Cavaliers are also a team in the Eastern Conference. They're so young, dynamic, great leaders on that team. Donovan Mitchell has been dominating for the Cavs as well. They're going to be a sleeper team in the East. The Celtics look really good and played really well um, against the Mavericks on Thursday with that 124 to 95 win. That was uh, not a good game for Dallas by any means, but the Celtics look really good over there on the Eastern side. It's crazy. You know, it really feels like playoffs aren't that far away, but really they're kind of right around the corner. And I feel like this season is continuing to blow by, but one thing's for sure, Luca absolutely dominating offensively. He just continues to step up whenever he is needed. Two big three-pointers and that win over the Lakers. And he literally led this team so well, but also had supporting help, of course, from Christian Wood and from Dinwiddie and Hardaway. And, you know, hopefully this team kind of starts to come together now that we are to the halfway point. Even though there was question in the beginning about Christian Wood and about that trade, he is stepping up right now, and that's when it matters. And hopefully he continues to step up whenever it comes time in the postseason to help Luca and this team um, when it really counts now into the playoffs. So we will see how that works out with Christian Wood. But for right now, I like what I'm seeing, and I think that the Mavericks should sign him to stay so we have a solid center that we can rely on and to be strong on the inside. Now, moving over to the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, gearing up for the playoffs as the top wildcard team in the NFC. It's going to be a battle on Monday night against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, the Cowboys, 12 wins to their name for the second year in a row to move on to the playoffs. Of course, you know, to get that bye week would have been the ideal situation but they find themselves now in the wild card seat heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks which you know looking at the line looking at the rosters looking at the situations of the two teams you would say yeah the Cowboys are the more talented team the more you know wins uh heading into the playoffs now but there's so much question heading into this game and I, I feel like if you're a Cowboys fan you just know that right like how many times have we been so excited and then playoffs come and it's just snapped beneath us um, and losing, you know, in the first round. So the good thing is, you know, I, I felt pretty good about the Packers getting out because we always struggle when it comes to Green Bay. So just to be able to face the Bucks, and not that we don't struggle against Tom Brady, do not get me wrong, but when it comes to the Packers, I never have faith in the Cowboys. I have to be honest. I saw a few memes going around today. It's like, who do you who do you start? Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott. Okay, we're we're starting with Dak Prescott, guys. Okay. I do have faith in Dak, but I do think that this year, this playoff run is what is going to be the most telling. 
last year had a strong roster as well. But we have a healthy Dak Prescott. We have two in the back who are able to run the ball. We have strong guys on the outside. We have a great defense. Micah Parsons playing out of his mind. If we don't advance this year and continue to advance, I mean, I know playing in Philly is going to be a tough one uh, after this first game, but man, that I think is going to be the awful, you know, if we don't. And when it comes to Mike McCarthy, do we stay with Mike McCarthy? What's the play here? You know, I think that this is probably a game that he has to win to keep his job, I would guess. But we will see how that plays out. Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, both named the first team all pro. And CeeDee Lamb makes the second team. So congrats to all three of those guys. I mean, this really is such an insanely talented roster. And in any other division, the Cowboys would have nearly won, right? And most of them. Um, so of course the Eagles have been playing incredible this year, terrible last performance by the Cowboys at Washington, not a good sight to see when heading into playoffs to have that kind of a game, but here we are gearing up for Tampa Bay. And you can simply say, you know, the Bucks aren't really that good of a team. Okay. Well, with Washington. Okay. Well, was the Jaguars? I mean, yes, yes. The Jaguars are a good team. Don't get me wrong. But when we compare the Cowboys and the Jags, it should be an easy answer, right? The Cowboys should be coming up with a win whenever you're comparing these two teams and the talented rosters that they do have. But really, it's Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, okay? So that's what's going to be the, the true keys in this game, obviously, to play on defense. And it's really going to be the cornerbacks that are going to be having to keep up in this game because... On the ground, the Bucks are not really that great of a run offense. So the Cowboys simply just got to get in on the outside, be aggressive, get out of their head, and stop overthinking. It just seems so forced sometimes, and the pressure gets to them. So just to be able to let that pressure go away, go on the road, get a win, put all the focus on Philadelphia that is going to be the hardest game in this postseason. Playing at Philly, Philly as the top dog, getting this top dog, getting this bye week. The Eagles are going to be more than ready. The fans are going to be more than ready. Philadelphia is going to be on fire if the Cowboys win this game against Tampa Bay and advance to round two against the Eagles. And also a huge key in this game is just protecting the football 14 turnovers in the last seven games for Dallas. That is not going to work in the playoffs. And if Tom Brady gets hot in this game, it's game over. I mean, he's the GOAT for a reason. So if Dak Prescott can protect the football, the defense steps up to the plate, and we play clean football, similar to Cooper Rush, really, to start off the season, how clean of football he was playing, hardly had any turnovers to start off the year, that's the kind of football that we need to play in order to advance in the playoffs. And if we get that playoff win, you already know every single person who is a Cowboys fan is going to say the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. And you know what? It's annoying. I get it. Okay. If you're not a Cowboys fan, yeah, it's super annoying. But 
There's something so amazing about that feeling of just getting one win and just saying, yeah, everyone's the Super Bowl. It's honestly just comical, even though, of course, I'm a Cowboys fan. Every year we got to say it, you know. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> we get that We get that win at the Bucks. Oh, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. No big deal. I can't wait for that. But really, the only way Tampa Bay is going to get this win, unless the Cowboys completely crumble and play as trash as they did against Washington, is if Tom Brady goes off and the Cowboys are not able to stop him. The line is minus two and a half over under 45 and a half. So this is going to be a good game. Of course, so many eyes on this game as it is on Monday night football. I can't wait. Playoff football is the best time of the year. And we have a lot of teams to get excited about, you know, being able to watch some of the best guys in this league light it up when it all matters now here in the playoffs. But one thing's for sure, if the Cowboys lose this game, I think every single Cowboys fan is going to be rooting for Mike McCarthy to get fired. And I think all hope is lost in Dak Prescott. How can it not be? You're playing an eight-win Tampa Bay team who is not even expected to do anything this season. They sneak into the playoffs, and now a 12-win Cowboys team who could have won the NFC East loses. Oh, man, it's going to be bad news. Moving over to college football, wow, what a national championship it was, uh, for sure. The biggest loss in college football history in the national championship TCU falling to Georgia. I was actually at uh, Fort Worth that night down by campus to watch the game. Um, just me and some friends. None of us, none of us were TCU fans, but of course, you know, being in BFW, we're like, why not just go watch the game in Fort Worth? It was fun, but hey, I have to say, little shocked at how many people were not there. You know, if it were Lubbock. The streets would have been shut down. People would have been, I mean, we already know what happened whenever Tech advanced to the national championship. Cars were lit on fire, would not recommend, but, you know, cars were lit on fire. You know, people were just going insane in the streets. The school spirit was at all-time high. It was dangerous, don't get me wrong, but it was electric, okay? TCU's in the national championship, and I'm sorry, they had, like, one street marked off. And there wasn't that many people out. The place I was at, it was a pretty packed place for sure. But overall, it was so sad, honestly. And, you know, I know most TCU kids are from California. So, you know, maybe not everyone still lives in Fort Worth. I'll give them that. But I mean, how about the current students? Where are they at? You know, and I was also thinking about this. Okay, most people that go to TCU, not to stereotype, but, you know, probably have a lot of money if they are paying their way or their parents are paying the way. Um, so, you know, most of those kids, aren't they just going to go fly out to SoFi Stadium, buy a ticket, and go to the game? So I also was thinking about that. Maybe most of these students or graduates have enough money to go out and watch the game at SoFi. So maybe most of the TCU people were at the stadium. But overall, man, there was no spirit down in Fort Worth. I mean, they only had one street blocked off. There was no lines at any bars. Only thing that was 
you know, kind of, you know, packed was the fact that there was many tables you had to reserve and you had to like get enough money to buy the tables to sit down at. So besides that though, like you were able to walk around, there was no lines. And I'm just saying, if it was any other city, even UT, UT Austin, if you would have been in Austin and the Texas Longhorns were going to the national championship, I guarantee you all Sixth Street would be freaking lit up and the lines would be, you know, there'd be lines at every bar, the streets would be shut down. Lubbock, same way. Baylor, I would assume same way. Not as much as Lubbock and Austin, I would say, uh, but yeah, the turnout, not great down in Fort Worth, but who knows, maybe everyone that goes to TCU and all the graduates of TCU are just so rich and they can just, you know, fly out to LA. And if that's the case, hey, all the power to you. That's amazing. But I was just shocked to see that it wasn't more packed and crazy out in Fort Worth on Monday night, but man, that was definitely a letdown for TCU, but here's the thing. They advanced the national championship, and at the end of the day, that's an incredible accomplishment itself, right? And it's history, and it's amazing, and, you know, just to do that is wonderful, but whew, are they ever going to let a Big 12 team back in? Are they ever going to? Because that, that was my first thought. I'm like, oh, man, of course this happens. And everyone's like, see, we should have let another Big Ten team in. And it's like, oh, why? It's such a bummer. Because here, the, here there was years and years and years of TCA, TCU complaining that they didn't get into the playoff, you know, when that first year of the playoff, when they had the great record and an amazing season, and they didn't get into the playoff. They got snubbed. They say they got snubbed. And here we are. Round two again, they lose to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship, but they're still allowed in to the CFP, and they freaking get dominated in the national championship. So I'm like, wow, I just don't know how we don't remember this for years to come when it comes to Big 12 teams. You can say the same stuff about the Pac-12 as well. I mean, they've had struggling years too. So definitely not ideal but overall at the end of the day they still made it to the national championship and Georgia is on top of the world how many teams would have given Georgia a run for their money not too many but also most teams probably wouldn't have lost 65 to 7 in the power five but besides the fact TCU made it they advanced and they went to the national championship so Got to give them some credit where it's due. But honestly, I feel bad for TCU. That is very embarrassing. Max Duggan is seems like a great guy, and he's from Iowa. We love that. But, man, that was just an embarrassing performance overall. But Stetson Bennett was absolutely insane, dominant. But at least in the first quarter, it was a little bit of a battle, right? We had a 17-7 to game, and then it just got ugly from there. <laughs> but shout out to TCU social team. Why did you guys okay love your social content? Also, nothing beat the Luka Doncic hold, holding the horn frog saying, let's go, TCU. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen. But also, TCU had one touchdown in the first quarter. They must have been switching through social departments or something. And of course, only a social person would know that. But they didn't tweet the one touchdown. I'm like, TCU, you had one touchdown. Why didn't you tweet that? That would have been the one clout you had from the entire night. It was a rough one. That is for sure. But 
We got NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. It is going to be such a fun weekend. Wild card time. I'm ready. I hope you are. If you have any questions for me, make sure to message me any questions that you want me to answer on next week's show. Um, but I got another question. Who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? I'm still going with all my money on the Kansas City Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes, my man, never lets me down. And this is the time when Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs always seem to come alive. So that's who my bet's on. Let me know who you guys think is going to really light things up now that the playoffs are right around the corner. It is going to be such a fun weekend. And I hope you guys all have a great one. I'll see you next week for episode four of Big D Sports.